Hello everyone and welcome to Surviving Divorce Podcast. Now, I am so excited about actually recording this week's podcast even because it was based on such an incredible experience with just an amazing group of people and there is one guy in particular who is just so brave and just outstanding and he has actually completely changed the way I think about things um, just because of everything that he's done and everything that he's gone to through and because the bravery of speaking up about it and actually what he's done. Um, so um, this week's podcast, I'm really excited to tell you, is about my marathon ready retreat um, in Portugal um, and it was a, about a week or so ago. Now when I was liaising with the Frothy Coffee Man way back in November, that's the Frothy Coffee Man from Virgin Radio, he sent me an email asking if I wanted to go on a marathon ready retreat. And I wasn't actually able really to run at that time. I had tried, but I was a bit rubbish. I say, I think like I said, I can do three lamp posts. Um, but, you know, I suppose uh, I could run for about two minutes, to say, between three lamp posts and say that was about it, really. Um, so the thought of taking part in a marathon back then in November was a bit scary, quite funny, actually, to say the least. But I quickly thought about it and I thought, do you know, why not? Why not give it a go? Give the retreat a go. I mean, it's unlikely I'll ever take part in a marathon, but um, I'll enjoy the experience of the retreat. So, you know, I thought, yeah, OK, I'll I'll go. Um, so I emailed him back and I said I would go and... Um, so this was actually the inspiration um, and the reason why I then increased my walking time in December and January. And it's the reason why I entered the half marathon walk around London, um, because I didn't want to be some kind of um, shuffler at the back, you know, sort of wobbler at the back, even not even shuffling. I don't think I was able to shuffle anywhere, really, at that point. Um and then after London, um, I started running, as you know, and I entered a 5K and then I did a 10K. And I also entered a half marathon, um, which I haven't done yet. That's coming up um, in a couple of months time. Um, so having completed the 5K run and the 10K run, that's me actually running 5K and 10K. And I can hardly believe that I'm saying those words, let alone that I've actually done it. But I do have a medal hanging up to show that I did do it. So I set off to Portugal to take part in the Marathon Ready Retreat with a group of people that I had never met before. Hadn't met any of them. Didn't even meet the frothy coffee man. Didn't know any of them. Strange country. I'd only been there once, probably about 20 years ago. Um, but as it turns out, the group of people I spent a week with on this retreat are probably one of the loveliest group of people you could ever wish to meet. Now, I was up at 5.30 o'clock on uh, Monday morning after the airport yet again no longer needing to plug in the car park address into the sat nav because I know it off by heart and it was a grey wet rainy day in Manchester and the car park bus seemed to take forever and I was really really cold now the queue in the terminal security was massive and it wasn't even a school holiday which was a bit of a concern um, but I'd allowed lots of time as I usually do and the plane took off on time and I have to say I slept for most of the flight, hopefully didn't snore and landed on time. And the passport queue was absolutely massive on arrival and it took 40 minutes to get through at Portugal, Faro Airport. 
Um, and then a few of us from the Marathon Red Retreat, because we're all on a WhatsApp group, were in the same queue. Um, but of course, we were still strangers. So although we were kind of WhatsApping, saying we're in the queue, we just didn't know who any of them were. Now, I did smile to myself hearing some fellow Brits complaining about why it was taking so long to get through passport. Blame Brexit, I thought. We're entering the Schengen area. Our passports need to be checked to see if we've been here for more than 90 days and then stamped. This is a procedure. It's a process. It's going to be the same wherever you go in Europe. And I remembered the Spanish Inquisition I faced when entering Germany last year. I had to provide hotel addresses and even a copy of my ticket home when I went into Stuttgart. Now, while I was in the queue, I rather excitedly called the horse transporter to arrange for my fell pony that I had to sell last year when I got divorced, but now had the opportunity to buy him back, to be shipped back from Aberdeen to Chester. And he would be collected while I was away and delivered just after I got back, so at least that gave me something to do. And then, having cleared passport control, I got a taxi from the airport with a very talkative driver all the way to the hotel we were staying in, and he was pointing out sights along the way which the hotel we were staying in was called the Magnolia. And I checked in and my room was lovely, as was the hotel and it had a really nice pool and bar area. Now, I quickly completed the online horse transportation form to book him in before getting ready for our evening shuffle, a.k.a. a run. Now, overestimating my ability, I set off in the wrong group, determined to run and not walk. Um... But, you know, Chris, the personal trainer, ended up running with me a significant distance behind the rest of the group, bless him, and chatted to me as I was going at a much quicker pace than I normally go and because I was running with him and at his sort of speed. Well, not really, but, you know, he was running (laughs) probably a very, very slow run for him, but a fast run for me. Um, We were also running on uneven and sometimes sandy ground, which I really wasn't used to, but... Amazingly, I ran a personal best of 36.52, a pace of 7.37, which I was really, really pleased with that performance and could actually hardly believe it. And after the run, we showered and changed and headed to the cinema room in the hotel to have a very informative introduction to the team. Now, Paul Rucker, Paul Rucker the frothy coffee man, and Chris Kay, um, and all were part of the team that were there, with Alex arriving a couple of days after. Now, there was a really nice atmosphere in the room, and everybody was really keen to give the week a go, and you can kind of pick up on that vibe. Um, we headed for dinner after the talk, um, and it was a really nice tomato soup with herb croutons, followed by monkfish and sweet potatoes. That was my choice anyway and seaweed and an amazing chocolate dessert which was just simply divine. We then headed back to the cinema room to hear the amazing Ben Smith, one of the bravest, inspirational people I have ever met in my life. And he told us of his life and the life the effect of being sent to boarding school had had on him because he was in his dad was in the military and about being bullied and coming out as gay. And after he after he'd been married, which I understand can be a big deal, you know, and it really was for him. But he did it, and he spoke about it. And do you know what? This was just awesome. Now, now when I was growing up, um, I grew up with the knowledge that my second cousin was gay, and our family accepted that he was. But at that change, you know, and it was also it's the fact that just because he was gay didn't change who he was. And I, I think our family was maybe way ahead of its time because it was in the 1970s. And I think their attitude 
attitude to it kind of shaped who I am. And I remember asking another close friend if he was gay. And he said, as it's you, I will tell you, yes, I am. Because he knew that I wouldn't judge him. Um, and he's, you know, he was still my friend and he wouldn't change. So the outstanding Ben Smith then wanted to prove something to himself. And he did that by running 401 marathons in 401 days. I think he is an absolutely awesome human being and he's one of the nicest people I have ever met. Now, just this weekend, he's taken part in a 24-hour walk on a treadmill, finishing with a run to raise funds. Um, So if anyone's listening and still wants to donate, then if you go to the 401 challenge and there's a link to donate in the bio, it's on Instagram. So after his talk, which was simply inspirational and probably have changed all of our lives in some way, we popped to the bar for a quick one before heading to bed because we had an early start tomorrow morning. And the next day, we started at 6.45am, all meeting in reception. Apart from one guy who wasn't quite sure where reception was, but we tracked him down eventually. From there, we all walked down to yoga. And there's a fantastic yoga studio in the basement of a house in the local village belonging to an Argentinian lady called Saul. And we did. We worked on stretching our legs, putting them into different, slightly torturous positions. And there was lots of groaning around the room. Now, I'm hypermobile, which means my joints move a little bit more than most people's. And it does mean that I find yoga movements a little bit easier than others might. And I do practice yoga in the UK. And since I've been doing it, I haven't had as many issues with aches and pains. Now, after yoga, we headed back for breakfast. I had a small bowl of nuts and seeds with muesli and then a milky porridge. And after breakfast, Chris gave a really informative talk on the biomechanics of running. He showed us videos of a couple of members of the group whom he'd already videoed on the treadmill and showed us what they looked like before. And then after, he got them to make a couple of changes to their running style. Such a small thing, such as lifting knees more or making someone stay more upright, has a massive difference in how someone runs. And also, some of the runners that Chris had worked with had improved running times as well as a result of the changes that he'd suggested to them. Now, we all then headed out to the tennis court to do some stretching with a rubber physio band and also to do some warm-up exercises, such as skipping, jumping sideways and twisting and turning. And then we all ran laps of the tennis court, trying out different techniques. First, we had to run with our neck tall, then our arms moving more, then with our core engaged, and finally with our knees higher, and then lastly, with our legs out backwards more. And these different exercises are things that we could try and focus on when we're actually running even if we just do one at a time at the moment I'm concentrating on running with my neck tall and we were so focused on what we were doing on some of the laps that we actually forgot to breathe a few of us did and what was interesting was that I found running with my knees higher made me go faster although I felt a little bit strange to be honest Now, Chris advised that we should practice some of these things for part of a run until it's established, which he said would take about six weeks. Now, after that session, we had an hour relaxing by the pool and I had a nice swim. And then we headed off for lunch, walking to Pure, which was lovely. And you could sit outside and watch the golfers. I had the seafood poke bowl and the Pure Lust juice. Both were really, really nice. It was like a salad with ginger and salmon and prawns and the juice was very, very gingery. Now we all sat in small groups and there was a really nice atmosphere, as you would expect, with a group of people who were all very positive. 
After lunch, we walked back to the hotel where we had a talk on nutrition by Chris and what was the best thing to eat during a marathon and the effects that gels had on your body, which was, to be fair, enlightening. And apparently SIS or High Five are the most popular gels. Now we headed off for another run. This time I opted for a walk-run option, the slowest group, shuffling at the back, as I'm really not used to running every day, and the frothy coffee man, who is possibly one of the nicest people I have ever met, guided us on our sunset shuffle to the beach. And the sunset did not disappoint. It was absolutely amazing. I love a sunset. It's always been my favourite part of the day. And something that I would really, really like is to find a house where I can sit and look at the amazing view and see the sunset. And it with a really nice glass of red wine. I don't really want much more than that. Now, I did wish I had um, remembered to bring some insect bite cream, though. Note to self for next time. We returned to the hotel, showered, changed for dinner, which was Caesar salad. Then I opted for the sea bream with sweet potato and citrus, followed by fruit salad. And enjoyed some amusing stories about how the frothy coffee man and Rucker had come across a fish out of water. And Frothy said he couldn't pick it up because he was a vegetarian, which made no sense. And Rucker picked it up with a couple of sticks and threw it back into the sea. And by the time the story was over, the fish had grown from a sardine to a small shark. <laughs> now, throughout the day, I had also had conversations with different people about divorce. And it was really nice to share stories. And when you speak to a stranger, there's no judgment because they take you... Um, what you tell them at face value and consequently you can actually be a lot more honest about your situation because you know they're not going to judge you. Now Wednesday started at 6.45am again and it was the same walk to yoga where the session where the instrument of torture was a chair. We did lots of stretching stretches using the chair and the point being you can do the same thing at home with a chair, no special equipment needed. I found some of those stretches challenging, so I opted for a lift back with the unfortunately injured Paul Rucker. He was really upset not to be running with us and taking part in everything, but he did a fantastic job of keeping us all motivated, picking us up, dropping us off in the minibus. And we then headed in for a training talk, which was really interesting. Chris recommended just training to 18 miles from marathon, drop back down for a week, then go up to 20. And I was just going to keep increasing the number of miles I ran each week for my half marathon. But apparently if I did that, I'd end up falling off a cliff, he said. So I've adapted my running plan for the half marathon. I'll do 8.5 miles, then drop back to 6.5 miles, then go up to 10 miles, then go down to 8. And for the week following my long runs, as it should be about mental strength as well. And something in the knowledge that if I can run 10 miles, then I know I can definitely run an extra three miles on the day. Because as Chris said, no one ever doesn't complete the marathon. You always push yourself through. So then I needed to have a week's rest before my half marathon, which means I'll do a three mile midweek run to keep me ticking over. I hope that all makes sense. It makes sense to me anyway, which is what's the main thing. And there are loads of plans for running a half marathon or marathon online. Um, and you can easily plan what you're doing. Now, after chatting to Ben Smith, I realised that the real strength to get you through is mental strength. And you have to have a certain mindset that you can do it. And that is what actually gets you through. Our next session was about exercises we needed to do. 
The good news is that I was already doing a lot of these things with a personal trainer last year and now I do these with a lady who has her own gym at the top of my road. It's important to strengthen and condition your body. We then headed outside to the tennis courts and practiced some of the exercises before chilling out in the pool for 40 minutes and I actually fell asleep. A quick 15 minute power nap though is a great idea. I remember working for an Italian company once and one of the employees went home for lunch for two hours. He ate in the first hour and slept in the second hour before heading back to work. So if the Italians can do it, then why can't we? We were back at lunch um, at Pure this time again, but I went for the beetroot juice option and the prawn and salmon salad bowl again as it was really, really nice. In reality, it would be easy to replicate that at home. I think it had avocado in it as well. And the beetroot juice was very beetrooty. Now we had a bit of a rest after lunch for two hours and then we headed out for the tempo run. It was quite warm though. A tempo run is where you push yourself to run a bit quicker than you normally would. So I was going to run three miles and run one mile in the middle at a faster pace. But I actually ran four miles in total and did two half miles at a quicker speed. I was really happy with this. Now dinner was an earlier at the hotel that evening. It was 6.30pm and it had been 8pm the previous two nights. It started with Durberry cream and also I had chosen the Algarvian tuna with lime and ginger rice, followed by a carob pie and orange cream. And we then had the amazing Paul Rooker quiz, which was a really, really good laugh. There was an awful lot of competition between two groups over the marking, um, but they ended up coming joint last anyway, so it didn't really matter, but it was really quite funny. And yes, I was in one of those two groups. And the quiz winners shared their sweets out with everyone as well, which was really nice of them. Some then headed for the bar, and I went with them and had one drink, and then had an early night, as I wanted to make the most of this week, which probably ordinarily I wouldn't have normally done that. Thursday was a later start. We headed off at 9am and we were headed for the campus, a state-of-the-art training facility recently used by the Irish rugby team ahead of the Six Nations. Now, the campus is run by Graham Morgan, who holds the world record for the most chin-ups in 24 hours at 7,479. And he did our training session and he didn't even break out into a sweat. The campus is amazing, And we only use some of the facilities and you can buy a day's membership for £49 per day or £99 for a week. So if you are heading to Portugal, just Google it and stay near the Quinta de Lago. I hope that's how you pronounce it. It would be really worth going there just for the experience and also for the burger at the restaurant there. It was amazing. There's a photo on my media. And yes, I did eat all of it because I was starving. Now, we split into two groups on arrival. Some were a little jaded for having had one too many in the bar the night before who went for the afternoon session. But I opted for the morning training session and relaxing in the afternoon. And we started by doing some stretches and warm up on the AstroTurf track that runs around the facility, 650 metres in total. We stopped to do a warm-up of exercises, then ran up the purpose-built hilly section before doing lots of obstacles, such as putting feet in hoops with the left foot only allowed in the yellow hoop and the right foot only allowed in the red hoop and either in the blue hoop, a bit like hopscotch. Then it was press-ups, running between poles, over some small holdles, on stepping blocks before crawling through a tunnel. A bit like dog agility, only with people. And we did this three times each before continuing... 
on the run and we did lunges on the run. We did twisting, we did sideways skipping, then stopped for stretches again. And we completed three full circuits of activities like this in total. And there was a lot of laughter and it was enjoyed by most. And I really, really enjoyed it, despite falling over during one of the balance exercises, then found myself crawling to the AstroTurf track for the last session because I couldn't get up and walk. We then did an individual timed run of around around the 650 metre track and had to guess our time. Everyone was being really, really technical. I had absolutely no cue, so I just cited a random time of 6.3 minutes. It was a competition, and the winner who was announced at dinner that evening was Gail. I was last, not really caring, just happy to have been able to run around the track after circuit training. Chris then filmed me running and he was doing this for everyone so we can see how he can improve. And one important lesson that I've learned from the week is that running comes from your glutes. You need to fire up your glutes before you start. We then sat outside in the cafe for about 20 minutes before heading to the restaurant bar for lunch. After lunch, we headed to the pool and spent most of the afternoon chilling out. We did have a go at the plunge pool, though. It was cold. I got in. I sat down. And I got out for the apparent, no, not for me, expression on my face as I quickly got out. The hot plunge was more enjoyable. I did feel my muscles ache-free afterwards, so they are really, really good for you. But I then continued with my pool relaxation before taking part in the final yoga session with Saul, which was a lot easier this time, and it was a great end to yet another brilliant day. We then got a lift back to the hotel and had another lovely dinner of mozzarella and brazil bruschetta. I opted for haken seaweed tempera and chips, followed by chocolate pudding, with a few drinks in the bar, as tomorrow morning was an early run, and I was determined to run six miles, which would be the only second time I'd ever run that distance. And Chris, his words were in my mind to try and run a little bit further each time you run. Now, Friday was our last day of the week, and although I was flying out late Saturday, I had time to chill by the pool on Saturday morning before leaving, which was really good. Um, but this was big run day, um, and some were doing an 18-mile run, some were doing 12. I'd opted for the six, as I knew, I knew I could do that. We were getting up and going early in case it got too hot later on. The six-mile group met at reception at quarter past eight, and the other groups had already started running. We were dropped at the shack at 8.30am and headed off along the really nice wooden walkway to the airport. I was having a start to start very slowly to get my breathing right and I focused on keeping my neck tall and I got my breathing under control in the first half a mile and usually it takes a mile to get it under control so I was really, really pleased and I was following a pattern of running 0.9 miles and walking point zero miles which Chris had mentioned that was what someone else was doing and I was following his advice because if you don't do anything don't do anything in your race that you wouldn't normally do in training and I knew I'd have to walk some of the marathon so I might as well start doing this in my training and with the first two miles complete another of the member of the group joined me and we ran to the water stop and then started the run back we chatted along as we ran and breathing wasn't an issue for either of us, which meant that we were running to at the right speed and not too fast. Because that's another thing Chris said, is if if you are running, if you can't run and speak, you're running too fast. We ran right past the group waiting at the finish as following Chris's advice of trying to run a bit more each time. I wanted to go for 6.5 miles and my running partner was happy to do that as well. So we turned around at the six mile point 
I'm finished at 6.5 miles and the furthest it was the furthest either of us had ever run and we managed a sprint finish at the end. Running through the ribbon line and having a medal paced around your neck is a phenomenal feeling and I felt as if I could have run further than the 6.5 miles as well, which was great. And after waiting for everyone to finish and doing some group photo shops, we headed back to the hotel to chill by the pool as it, that was it. Training was complete. Now, I had my run through of running techniques with Alex. I need to, my posture and my upper body is fairly okay. I'm quite straight and that might be due to horse riding, which is what you focus on. But I need to use my arms more. And I need to raise my knees more and make sure I'm taking smaller steps, not bigger steps. Alex recommended deep breaths while warming up as well and doing balance exercises every day along with practicing a couple of other exercises he mentioned. Now we had lunch at the hotel on this occasion and it was pumpkin and seed soup, salmon with fennel, orange and sweet potato is my choice, followed by rosemary panna cotta. And there were then a few awards and prizes given out and rather staggeringly I won the Marathon Ready Superstar for getting a PB on the first day and then running 6.5 miles, the furthest I'd ever run. I couldn't believe it. I'm not the person who wins anything. I'm the one who sits and watches other people win things. And it was an amazing feeling. It's the first trophy I've ever won. And every time I see the trophy on my desk, it really brings a massive smile to my face. Thank you so much, guys. Then when we said goodbye to a few people who were leaving and after a couple of drinks by the pool... We headed off to the Cheeky Pub because it was St Patrick's Day. We were all given an Irish hat, which is now safely stashed in my wardrobe for next year. And we met Magic Mike from the next table and he did a card trick on one of the guys, which was awesome. And then we went to a local restaurant called Julia's that night. And I had seafood chowder followed by squid and it was delightful um, and some really nice wine. And one of our party was an absolute legend and paid for our table. What a complete superstar he is. Thank you so much. You know who you are. We then headed back to the cheeky bar and danced away. I was even dancing with the lead singer in the band at one point. What can I say? Bouncing around the dance floor is easy. Wearing a pair of pink trainers and a green hat and my shades. We walked back to the hotel and awoke next morning at a slightly later hour. Said goodbye to the rest of the people who was leaving. I say I was one of the last ones to leave with only a couple staying another night. And it really was one of the best holidays I've ever been on. And the people I've met here are some of the best, most positive and fun people you could ever wish to meet, which is why I will be meeting some of them again, as I've already arranged a couple of other trips away with them to meet up with some of them. And you'll be hearing about that later on in the year. But if you get an email from the Frothy Coffee Man or if you're just interested in the Marathon Ready Retreat, it's all on Instagram. It's absolutely amazing. Just don't even think about it. Just do it. And that's been my Marathon Ready Retreat podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week, guys. And I have just realised after already saying my goodbyes that I forgot to mention the weather in Portugal. It was warm. It was really, really nice. But not only that, I've entered a marathon. <laughs> And it's not in the UK. It's somewhere else. Is it Portugal? Who knows? But I'll be heading there later on in the year. Me, entering a marathon. I can hardly believe those words are coming out of my mouth. Anyway, have an awesome week, guys.